Welcome to Talking Wyndham, your weekly insight into the people who make our city surprising, fascinating, vibrant and interesting. Talking Wyndham is an initiative of the Committee for Wyndham. All the latest news and events are on our website and Facebook page. Hi and welcome to another edition of the Talking Wyndham podcast. My name's Kevin Hillier. Of course, here for the Committee for Wyndham and you can check out what they're all about by going to the Facebook page or to their website with details of the programs that are coming up. Uh, some of the old episodes of uh, this particular podcast are there. If you haven't uh, checked out some of those, please do. Some very interesting people, some very interesting events and uh, some very interesting places uh, that are around our city that you might not know about that you'll discover through previous episodes of this podcast. Today, you'll discover that uh, for Fortunately for us all in this kind of, uh, as we get out of the uh, the strictest of the COVID regulations, we're back into some live performing around the city, which is uh, great news. And in fact, we're going to be talking about a very uh, exciting new live production called Jack and Millie. And the lady behind this production, and the lady who's been behind many productions in the city of Wyndham over a number of years now, is Elaine Beak. And we're going to talk to Elaine about this new show and uh, about uh, her connections uh, with not only the Werribee Secondary College Drama Club, but also uh, Werribee Park Mansion and a whole lot more. Hope you'll enjoy it. Elaine, thank you for joining me. How are you going? Oh, very good, Kevin. How are you? Well, you're obviously born because you have a new show coming up, which uh, we're going to talk to you about. We also want to talk to you about what's happened in the last 12 months in the in the performing arts uh, sort of side of things uh, in uh, in the city of Wyndham. But uh, tell us a little firstly about the, about the new show, Jack and Millie. Well, Jack and Millie uh, is a project that I've been working on through the COVID time collaboratively with my essence team, and it's basically um, based on the true story of my breast cancer journey, but it's a very unique perspective on that. And it's quite a positive story. There's a lot of comedy in it. And that comes about through Jack being Millie, who's diagnosed with cancer. Jack is her kind of mental manifestation of the cancer or her inner voice, which right. of course is all the stuff that we don't allow her to say out loud, he does. Um, <laughs> oh, okay. But he also, it, it's a really, like I had to dig pretty deep to say what what is it I want to say and it exposes, I guess not even just for people, it's for anybody that who's ever been given bad news, what the mental process you go through to eventually get on top of it and that's what this is about. But it's just a, a really good story and it's got a um, big heart. Yep. <laughs> which I love. And yes, I've been working on it pretty flat out, really, and super excited with our director, Nigel Sutton. He's absolutely a genius. And my other two cast members, Phil, I've known really well. So he was, he, for those that saw Point of No Return, he played Hawkins, the guard, and is an absolutely brilliant actor. And then we have Jennifer Valetic, who's well known in Australia, really, as an actor. She's yeah currently on Wentworth through Foxtel, yeah. um, but she's done, she does everything and has been, she plays about nine different characters in the play Wow! and my male friend, my mum and everybody else yeah. and she's also just astonishing. So I'm just working as hard as I can just to, you know, 
jump in boots and all and give it everything I have. Now, we're used to artists bearing their soul in, in, in many uh, ways in the in the artistic community. Is, is this as uh, sort of as, as open as you've made yourself to the public uh, working on, on this one because it was so close to your own story? Yeah, and I because I haven't made it public up till now, like I've never posted anything on Facebook or, you know, my close friends obviously know. So it was, a, oh, am I going to do this? And it was actually came about through talking with Phil in 2019. And he was saying, how have you managed to keep positive? And I said, well, it's like I had to get used to this friend sitting on my shoulder the whole time. And then he talked more about it and then actually spoke to a friend who had a similar experience and and that's when we thought there's a story here but I thought oh do I want to put it out there yeah and then once you make the decision that you're going to because anything I do at heart is about a good story um I thought well if I'm going to do it I have to do it boots and all and just really warts and all as well (laughs) not not literally but uh yeah so it was initially a bit (laughs) but then I thought okay I'm doing this this is it most people have something they're dealing with and you know this is my story that's yeah did that make it harder to write or easier to write I would say in many ways this is the hardest thing I've done because I had to be really clear what it was it's still theatre so I have to make sure I'm engaging the audience, it makes sense to the audience on the journey, and what is it I'm trying to say? It's not just a, well, then I did this, then I did this, then I, it's, it's moments where you have to get the audience to go, oh, I've been there, yeah, yeah. you know. Yeah. So, um, and my wonderful team that were worked with me initially on the script, you know, they asked pretty hard questions, and I had to think, yeah, well, what is the truth here? Because it all came down to that, what am I really saying what what what's the truth in this um, circumstance and then the, the more real it is it just comes across it will work you know in the in the rehearsals and the stuff you've, that you've done so far does it ever sometimes feel like a piece that someone else has written or does it always have that uh, that kind of that attachment to you a bit of both I think because I've got a really strong director I've had to just let go a lot of you know in for all the right reasons because he has a clear vision of what how he wanted it to go because we have no virtually no set two boxes and the prop is one scarf all right so it puts a lot of demands on the actors which is really exciting yeah and i've he's just basically a really strong director that i've had to go no, this is your thing but occasionally he'll go he'll say Soleen, what is it you're saying here and then I'll go blah 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 blah, and he go right. Okay, now we're going to do it this way. <laughs> so yeah, so I just hang on to my hat and you know just keep going. So, but the amazing thing with Jack and Millie was the performing space. You know, that's one of the things that was super challenging through COVID, of course, because we haven't got in Wyndham really any performing dedicated performing spaces except for the cultural centre, yeah. which doesn't suit smaller groups. It costs prohibited, like most big theatres. I was, you know, I don't, you probably know, but Werribee Park was my regular performance space. And once that stopped, I realised, oh, I've got nothing. So I just went looking around Wyndham and talking to businesses and, oh, could we perform here? I knew it had to be outdoors. 
for social distancing and then eventually got on to the uh, amphitheatre at Saltwater in Point Cook. And it's gorgeous. And I thought, I'm going to use that. And, you know, <laughs> Bob, Bob Terry Greaves, the venue manager, interesting, he's gone through cancer himself and he's been super supportive in getting this. So uh, really, it's that word activating the space because it hasn't really been up to this point. So, yeah, I can't remember if I answered your question. No, you <laughs> did. No, you did. No, you absolutely uh, did. Uh, which, okay. which, and, and, the, and the fact that you did the search around the, the Windermere brings me to the, to the next point that I wanted to make, and we'll talk about where people can see the show from the 17th of February onwards. What happened to the performing arts community in the Windermere in COVID? Did it just literally shut the doors? Pretty much. Yeah, Wyndham Theatre Company is the local um, community theatre company and they virtually just came to grinding halt. It was already struggling, that's the problem, so we didn't have other options and it was always beg, borrow and steal any space you could kind of squeeze into. So we didn't have much anyway. So when COVID came, it was like, it's all over, Red Rover. But having said that, the Wyndham Theatre Company, it forces you to relook at things and go, okay, what do we have to do and come back stronger out of this? So, you know, we've been talking to a lot of people and I'm looking at even chatting to businesses. How can we just have a little space that we can call our own to rehearse and perform in and it be suitable and we can build an atmosphere, build a following, build an audience uh, in Wyndham because we haven't got that. As yet, yeah. Um, but Wyndham Theatre Company are also working closely with me in this project, and because they will potentially use that space as well. So, yeah, as far as performing arts in Wyndham is, I would honestly say not strong. A lot of it is to do with currently the lack of space, suitable spaces. But I know the council's aware of that. And, you know, it's not going to happen overnight. And I know they're working on a few things, which is exciting. So we just keep going, we're still here, we're still here. (laughs) I was (laughs) going to say, you're not backward and coming forward. So I I would have totally expected that you would have spoken with council and the the state government, all those sort of people. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. And they're they're listening now, so it's good. But, you know, it's not going to suddenly, something's going to be built like right now. But so we're... But at least I feel there's an awareness happening now yeah. of, you know, we've just plotted along. It's like saying, if you haven't got a suitable sports space, it's very hard to build. It's the same for the arts. If it's not suitable for what you're doing, like the tiered seating or you can just have big space to rehearse or you can store stuff, you can't grow. You can't grow as a group and you can't build your audience. But once you've got something you can, people recognize, and it doesn't matter, it could be just a, a big shed. If yeah. you can make it your own and people, ah, I went there, you know, last month and they did that. That was great. I'm going to check this one out. Then you can build a following. But it has to be something, I, I honestly believe the space is as important for an audience as the show itself. Yeah. Um, like Williamstown Little Theatre, we subscribe to their shows and have done for many years. And I don't even know what the show is till I rock up at the front door and yeah. then I pick up the program because I know the quality, I know the space, I know the pub next door that I get a free glass of wine 
and it's all the it's all part of the experience. You know? it, it's funny because that's sort of the way the comedy built itself, isn't it? They built the venues like the Comedy Store or whatever it was, which depending on what city you're in or the Last Laugh here in Melbourne, and you you just went because you knew there was going to yes. be something on that was going to be good, and you knew what all the other things that came with it. So you just went there and enjoyed whatever the show. A bit like going to a picture theatre, but we don't seem to have done that with the arts for some reason. Yes, I totally agree, Kevin. I think it's exactly the same thing. Audience, it's a community. Performing arts is such a community connected activity, and but the community has to feel has to embrace it, you know. And and then, as you said, the same as comedy, you rock up at the last laugh. And I have no idea who's on, but I know I'm going to. It's not going to be crap, <laughs> and yeah. I'm going to have, yeah. you know, I'm going to enjoy the experience. And you know, I want to. Whatever we do, I want to build up with local restaurants to, you know, get that connection happening. Yeah, because Wyndham is a big space. And yep. I think, gosh, we haven't even begun to tap into potential audiences for performing arts. And I guess I'm talking more drama because that's what I do. I know there's musical groups and dance groups, and yep. I'm sure they've, uh, we don't have, what we don't have is like, a, a musical can have the cast of thousands, same with a dance group can have, you know, they'd still have challenges, but at least there is a guaranteed audience because you have a huge cast. Whereas yeah, yeah. dramatic theatre, whether it's comedy or what doesn't matter the style, you have to build your audience. So that's that's the big di- difference. There's only three actors in Jack and Millie. That's it. Yes. So once we get your five relatives in the in the in the, yes. in the room, <laughs> you have 15 people in the room, which is a bit different to when you have a cast of uh, 30 and mum and dad and uh, the brothers and the sisters and all that come in there. It's it's an ama- amazing thing. Yeah, absolutely. And the orchestra and the you know. <laughs> yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. And and that's just you know that's the the path that I've chosen you know in the arts and um, I love it but that's one of the challenges so uh, yeah so I'm going to just keep keep trying but uh, we're super excited with Jack and Millie though I can't wait the for other, people to see it, um, yeah. yeah. The other thing about the arts that I don't think is sold well enough, uh, and this isn't a, a slight on anyone in particular, but uh, the the engagement you can have from from people who are not necessarily you on stage, but there's a whole lot of other roles that go with it. It's like any organisation, be it a football club or a you know whatever. There there are people who help that all the people in the, on the front door taking the tickets, people backstage helping oh, out. There's yeah. there's an enormous amount it, of uh, ripple effect in it. It's a huge ripple effect, and even a play as when I say small, small and cast, I've got front of house people, graphic designer, photographer. David Mullins has done an amazing job with the photography. Even the set, the one, you know, how we the costume venue organizers, marketing, and that's a small play. But yeah. you're totally right. It's a whole, it's a whole family that a whole team that puts. On a show, and only a tiny percentage is what you see. Yeah. Again, if they love the space and love that community feel and collaborative and working together on something, it brings heaps of people together. And and it's the flow and effect, as we all know, and research has yeah. proven around the world the flow and effect of artistic performing groups getting together, whether it's professional or not, is is incredible for mental health and. And long, you know, uh, keeps us old people getting older, young. Yeah, so no, I it tell does. myself. <laughs> um, uh, t- tell me about the work you were doing uh, with the Werribee Secondary College. So I was the they basically contracted me to be their youth 
Drama Club coordinator, yeah. um, and that was started in 2014. So I did that twice a week. We would get about oh, pretty much all, all year round, school year, and we would stop just before exams. Um, and I had about 35 kids and all all different cultures. Yeah. I reckon I learned more from them than I ever <laughs> taught them. <laughs> because they were... I just love working with you. But then when COVID hit at the school, the challenges for schools is just, oh, my goodness. I know some teachers and just horrendous for students, parents, teachers. I wasn't teaching. It was an after-hours thing. It was just like, nah, can't deal with that. I've got to try and work out what I'm doing with the curriculum. So that has had a sort of natural stop. Um, but, you know, I still want to get back into dealing with working with youth. Again, that's a particular passion that I have. And that I think it works because I start from a place that I really like them. Yeah. <laughs> you know, I, I, which, yeah, I don't know. I love their honesty. And I think, and they have such great ideas. And they don't judge. So I can make a complete fool of myself and, <laughs> and then go, well, that didn't work at all. Whose idea was that? Oh, it was mine. Oops. And they just laugh and go, yeah, all right, well, let's try something else. And yeah. the thing in the arts is to be courageous, creative, but also not judge. You know, you're going to, it's not going to work necessarily the first time you try it. And that's exciting. That's great. And so I go, oh, my God, I might forget this or <laughs> I might not do this really well. It's all about, well, have a go. And, you know, and then... You find things at work, and then it's exciting. You know when, uh, yeah, you do something. I'm, I get more just as excited from the kids who would join the group and could could really not communicate well. Forget performance. Yeah, and then you'd see them get up on stage, and you and it over a couple of years, like wow, look at that. Um, it's just as exciting as to the the amazing kids that were super confident and just gifted. Some of them, I just look at them and go, wow, <laughs> you're yeah. better than me. <laughs> yeah. there's, and, yeah. there's, and there's an enormous amount swirling around in, uh, in the minds and bodies of, uh, of teenage uh, kids at that age that you, you were dealing with. Yeah, absolutely. And we would, like if we did uh, holiday rehearsals, we'd always start with sitting around. So this is high school level and just talk. And that's where I would get, because a lot of the stuff I did with them was creative stuff. So... In fact, the last one was Testing Nothing, which we didn't get to produce, but it's basically about uh, high school students struggling, how the exam process doesn't necessarily bring out the best in, I would say, even most students. Yeah. You know, it's not, there's a lot of skills being, and it's about that, but it's their voice. So they're telling me off. So I put everything in there, and it was funny at times. And, you know, so they're sitting in the exam and going, who turned the page? Did I hear somebody turn the page? I haven't even read the first question. <laughs> you know, um, but yeah, that's another thing as well. In Wyndham, we beyond high school, or even I would even say through high school, there's not a lot of dramatic art available if kids want to do it. There's more musical opportunities. Yeah, but once they leave high school, there's not much at all, and so that's another post-COVID mission that I project I want to set up is get back to setting up a youth drama group, you know, for kids. They don't have to do it as a career, but they, you know, really skill build and learn all those wonderful confidence things and, you know, let your brain just go, 
Yeah, yeah, and you're silly because I, you <laughs> I'm on the radio going. <laughs> you mentioned mental health, and it's it's such an important part of it to be uh, a, a a part of something that uh, that you feel engaged with, and then to be able to express yourself as well is a really important thing. Yeah, and look, my thought is always with youth and with probably really anybody is get up in the morning with purpose, a sense of purpose and a sense of belonging, and you'll kind of get through most things. You know, if you're right today, boom, doesn't matter what it is. And so we tried to achieve that with the drama group, that everybody, you were never just in the crowd, you know, everybody felt they had worth and really connected to the group regardless because we had years 7 to 12. But everybody was so supportive of each other. It was just amazing seeing the older year 12 students support the young seven year 7 students, Mm. you know. It's just, uh, yeah. Werribee Park is another place I wanted to talk to you about because you have, a, have had a great relationship with that for a number of years now. What's the future there, do you think, of, uh, of having um, uh, the arts played out there the way you were doing it pre-COVID? Is that, is that possible? Yeah. In fact, I was just communicating with Werribee Park today, actually, this morning. So, yeah, I was doing shows there for the past, well, uh, 17 years. This is my 18th year. So the short answer is yes. I can't let it end. It's just my most favourite place to step into is the mansion. The challenge with doing anything in the mansion is like my show, What Was That, uh, relied on people being shoulder to shoulder in the actual small room. So I'm now trying to work on a new play called The Dress, which we will perform in the big hallway or the so people can be more easily social distanced or not squeezing people into little rooms. Yeah. But that's that's a few months of work. So that will be – so the door's still open, and the first thing that I'll do as well, I've just sent them my COVID safety plan, is allow private groups to come in, which will happen I'm hopeful, hopefully quite soon. So, yeah, I'm, I'm hanging on to that one. That's, <laughs> so yeah. it's just once restrictions lift uh, enough for me – to at least start doing private groups, then I can get back in there. Because it was, you know, we did it every weekend for yeah. 17 years and yeah. people came from all over. Yeah, amazing. Yeah, it would just be, it would be sad if uh, if that sort of uh, sort of platform was put in the too hard basket because of the, the COVID restrictions. Yeah, so oh, I totally agree. It's just, uh, but then, you know, one of my things is I've got great tenacity and I'll just keep, <laughs> keep well, we'll just do it. This way then, and that, hence the idea of the new play, which, you know, Werribee Park Management have been really supportive of, and I just have to write it and get support for that, some costuming, and, you know, so again, it's a big project that I'll work on after Jack and Millie. Yep. Now, Jack and Millie, of course, uh, is, is the one that we started talking about, and uh, it's on from the 17th of Feb through to the uh, the 27th of Feb at the Saltwater Community Centre in the amphitheatre there, um, which, which is a wonderful discovery. I'm glad you found that. Uh, and people can book through uh, through your website. Yes, au. It's so good to see something live happening uh, again and, uh, and a production underway uh, given, you know, where we've been for the last uh, year or so. Yeah. Oh, look, for everybody, and I'm just, yeah, actors, audience, venue, yeah, it's going to be super exciting. Hopefully we'll see quite a few people there. Ticket sales are going pretty good. Yeah, awesome. Good on you, Elaine. Thank you so much for your time and uh, good luck for the future. Thank you, Kevin. We'll keep in touch. Bye-bye. 
Elaine Beek, and uh, as she mentioned, the tickets for that show, Jack and Millie, are available uh, through her website. That's uh, essenceproductions.com.au. Jack and Millie is the name of the show. Make sure you uh, get out and support it starting on the 17th of February. But thanks to Elaine for her time, and uh, let's, uh, as they say in the old uh, showbiz tradition, Break a leg, Elaine. Let's hope it's a great success for you. And uh, much more live performing uh, right around the city of Wyndham, hopefully coming up in uh, in 2021, as hopefully we get more post-COVID uh, and the ability to be able to go out and enjoy ourselves once again uh, in public forums and sit down and, uh, and look at a band and look at a play and uh, see a stand-up comedy act, all those things. Hopefully more of that in the future. Hope you enjoy this podcast. Till the next time, I'm Kevin Hillier. This has been Talking Wyndham. Thanks for listening. Talking Wyndham is an initiative of the Committee for Wyndham. All the latest news and events are on our website and Facebook page.